Hello, and welcome to another episode of Angelic You podcast with Maria Paith. It's so wonderful to be here this, this day with you. And we're talking today about what happens when you raise your vibration. A little bit about how to raise your vibration and also to understand what happens. So it seems to me that perhaps some of you don't really understand what it means to raise a vibe or why there is a benefit. So I'll start there. The benefit is that when we are in a higher vibration, we are more joyful, we are more healthy, and we have a sense of clearer focus, clarity. And so it's part of I believe, a wellness program, especially if you are interested in spiritual growth and spiritual ideas, that you're simply going to also be involved in taking better care of yourself and your soul, as well as your mental health, the the emotional health, and emotions and vibrations are very related. So I want to just put out there that when we are feeling good, that is a really great place to be. And so many people just want to be happy. And happiness is a fact of perception. It is a state of being because there are people that have nothing in this world that are very happy. And there are people that have everything in this world and are very happy, or perceive that they are missing something. And again, that perception skews the happiness factor or the vibe, the vibe, the vibe, the vibration. I'm reminded of, I grew up in Brazil, and the the early part of my life is in Brazil until I was um, just seven. And I had a time when I went to what we called kind of like the country or the farm um, to see my cousin and her family. And we were out in the, you know, on the countryside, like on a country road and down the street was this, um, you know, I think a brother and sister that were walking towards us, but they didn't have any clothes on. And I, you know, had not seen that before because I have been living in Sao Paulo, which is a huge metropolitan area. Um, So a very big city. And so in the city, we didn't see anybody like that. But in the the country, there was, you know, a a young girl and, and boy walking, and they were, you know, nude. And so I was just like, why don't they have any clothes on? And of course, you know, I had to be prior to the age of seven. So maybe I was, you know, five or six. I don't recall the time because that wasn't important to me. I just know that I saw the new children. And, you know, we um, were picking oranges in the, um, in the neighbor. There's a, like two, like kind of uh, farmland together, or we called it a farm, but, you know, if, if I think about it now, it's more like a, um, a ranch and, you know, there was all kinds of fruit trees all around and the citrus were really coming up. 
at that time. So there was lime and there was oranges and we were picking some oranges, you know, and, and that, and they, so they were coming towards us. And, um, so I said, you know, why don't you have any clothes on? And, and the little girl, you know, looked at me, she goes, we don't have clothes, but our family, um, you know, lives in, and, and she said, you know, we live over there and they had a makeshift, you know, kind of shack or lean to or shandy or something. Um, and they, you know, she said, we live over there and it was, um, it wasn't visible from where I was saying, but, you know, she, she tried to, you know, say we, we live there and we come to pick the oranges to eat. And so she spoke well, um, but, you know, she said, we don't have clothes. And she was very matter of fact, you know, just like that. And, and I remember I couldn't wrap my head around that because, you know, it's so important to have clothes. So I was told that was my perception. Um, but this brother and sister were very happy. You know, they gathered as many oranges and limes that they could in their arms. And they, you know, went happily walking back um, to wherever they lived. And I remember going back, you know, to the house and asking my aunt, you know, it's like, Tia, you know, why did these children not have clothes? You know, and and she was, um, I don't remember exactly what she said to me, of course, but I remember her, you know, saying some people don't have what we have. And she said, but they're living and they have what they need. And that was it. You know, that's, that was the explanation. And, you know, I'm, I'm sick, so I don't need to keep thinking about them, but they were happy, right? And they had nothing they had food where they could go and find the food and they were, you know, gathering that for their family. They had each other, but really in the way that we think in the modern age, they had nothing, but they were happy. And so I'm assuming that they had a high vibration, that their sense of, you know, personal worth was good. And that again, their health was good. And there was, definitely compassion between them and a sense of truly being completely authentic. And the girl said, we don't have clothes. Very matter of fact to me, it's like, we're getting, you know, we're getting the fruit for our family. So I think of that, um, not often, but it is come to my mind, you know, when I, when I'm getting my, you know, fourth pair of shoes or boots, you know, and I already have a pair and oh, this one's wearing out or, or when I'm counting the pair of jeans I have in my closet and going, I got to get rid of some of these, you know, or looking around my home, I have really great shelter and heaters <laughs> and there's so much. Um, but the, the perception is so important to vibration. And so vibration is important to your health. And so we want to stay in a higher vibration, self-love, self-compassion. And I've spoken about the emotional scale to you before. And so the idea of staying above the courage line and, you know, those two little children that were unclothed, but were gathering food for their family were absolutely in a state of love. They weren't, you know, angry. They weren't um, shameful. They were, they were, helping their family and they were in a state of love and that is high vibration. So enough about that past, but very unique, right? Very unusual. 
And we don't see that in our everyday world, but it does happen in some parts of the world. And so we come into this world, beautiful souls, with an incredible soul. And that is your connection to the God, the source, the the center of our entire universe. And the universe is massive. So we come into this world with love. And who we come from, the who, if we can call it that, the allness of isness that is God is love. And we will return to love as a core of our truth. And we will return to our authentic self. But self-compassion is hugely important, self-love and value. And we let the outside world take us um, and give us false information sometimes. So we want to really be in a state of more authenticity. And the um, cloudedness of this world has, you know, given us rules and self-sabotage and blames and, and values. You know, this is important, this is important, this is valuable. But on a core level, we are light and we are, in fact, spirit and soul. And so the self-sabotage of the physical body really needs to stop. And we want to encourage ourselves on a regular basis to love ourselves and every last part of us to love the pain when you feel it because you are able to, and then you can really work towards a better feeling place to have compassion for one another and to work to that higher vibration. Um, too much false information in our world has blinded us to our light codes. And there are more light codes coming into this world. And that's like the beam of light that is coming from our source energy to support us. That is helping us to be more clear, more forgiving, more compassionate, more connected. It's part of the morphogen, the morphogenetic field. And, you know, so the morphogenetic field is the, is the idea of the, the entire field that supports all the codes that supports our light work. It's, you know, where we get the messages from home and again, love, compassion, self-care and open heart positive experiences, harmonic convergence and healing, forgiveness. These are ways that the morphogenetic field can work for us. And the, the greater love, the greater of all these qualities we put out there, the greater love and compassion, self-care, open-heartedness, positive words and feelings and emotions and beingness and, and works of, of, of support for one another, the more that we will expand that field and the more that the light codes of such a field will continue to pour in for us. We're feeling a lot of, um, you know, blame uh, and, and a concern for some of the very heinous acts that are going on in our world, but we can't focus on them and make them our world. You want to be aware of them. Yes, this terrible situation is happening. 
this condition is in fact, you know, affecting others. This reality is occurring here, but I don't have to live there. And you've heard me say that over and over again, where you live is really what's going on within you, your vibrational frequency, your, your connection to that higher power. And in any way that is allowing you to be happier. So the happiness scale really does matter. And being happy can be a a state of gratitude. And being happy can be a present moment of awareness for all that you have. Being happy can be that this is the one of the best days that's ever happened to you because there's something amazing going on or you've won, you know, a prize or you've connected with the person that you've wanted to for so long. You have eliminated drama from your life because you are a creator of your being. You know, you can break through to, you can break through drama. You can choose better feeling places and people and activities. You can see situations for the best. And it's not idyllic. It is actually manifesting. It is empowering because it's bred from love and compassion and and love and the direction of happy happiness for you and for those around you. And we need to be able to see this before we can make it worldwide. To see it in our imagination, to see it in our heart, to see it in the way that we are treating each other on a daily basis, right where you stand. We want to be in that space of of love and compassion and seeing the light and the potential in another person. There's just so much... um, ease then if we shift our vibration to actually being that I choose to be happy even though there's chaos all around me. I am choosing to be happy despite a very difficult and, you know, sad moment or sad situation in my life or in the world around me or that has happened to others. I can still be compassionate towards them but see that I am safe and I am well. And that, again, that sense of safety, that sense of wellness, that sense of self-compassion actually is a way to raise your vibration. I recently posted on Instagram where my handle is angelicmaria444. I reposted from... um, I'm not sure who it was. It was like Insights or View Insights is maybe the the group name. But five things mentally strong people do. And these things I'm going to read to you are ways for you to raise your vibration. So mentally strong people enjoy their time alone. They hold themselves accountable for their actions. Mentally strong people celebrate the success of others. They surround themselves with greatness. And again, it's perception, whatever that greatness is. 
whatever the celebration of the success for others can be. And for me on that day, on that road with those two children, the success of those children being able to walk to get food for their family is a celebration. Mentally strong people have great happy healthy habits from sleep to how they eat to how they own their mind, body, and spirit. Mentally strong people embrace and celebrate change. Whatever comes your way, you ride the wave. You ride through it. The change is usually happening for the better. Mentally strong people know that change is a constant with life. It's just what happens. And we ride that ride. And the last bit here is mentally strong people invest time and energy into the present. They are able to focus on the task at hand. And when I feel like chaos is all around me and when things are really kind of taking um, my attention and trying to skew uh, any kind of, you know, self-sabotaging thought or idea or, or, you know, there's whatever drama happening. I try and just focus on the present moment. And I really might even look at a particular, um, you know, object in, in my home or in, in where I'm at or focus on, you know, a tree and go, you know what? I am here. I have a, I have shade. I have a tree. I am here. I have a, I have a seat I'm sitting on. And again, reminding myself of all of the benefits and, and, and of life and of living. And it's like, I'm, I'm healthy. I've got my mind. I can see my hands and they are, are well and able. And that is a way to, you know, really kind of come back to yourself. Intuition is a powerful tool. Meditation is a powerful tool. Prayer is a phenomenal tool. Singing, dancing, a heart-to-heart conversation, a hug, an embrace, a connection with a friend, with, with a family, with an animal, with a, an, a, a creative object you're, you're focusing on or, or working on. These are powerful tools because they remind you of your own source point, your own focus and your own connection to the morphogenic field, the field of all there is, the M field. And when we are in that state of contentedness, of centeredness, we are in fact in a good vibration. So, and then we can, we can consciously raise our vibration with a little more intention, a little more love, a little more forgiveness, a little more care. Because again, the higher your vibration, the more you feel healthy, the more joy. And in, in reality, you actually are far more resilient to any kind of sabotage or drama or illness, far more powerful. And so 
work on this, what happens when you raise your vibration is you're happier. And that's where we started. Today, we were going to talk about what raising our vibration is about. And, and it's simply this idea of take wherever you are and just give a little bit more of gratitude for the moment. And even though it could be the most horrible thing happening, be grateful for that presence and whatever you can focus on that is just a little better than what's falling apart in front of you or the devastation that's in front of you. I did have a big scare this week. I thought, you know, my mother was going to leave life and I, I happened to be right there with her. Um, but I, she lost, you know, all would seem like, you know, like a seizing moment for her. And she's, she's, you know, elderly, but, and, and she's got some other challenges, health challenges, but it wasn't her time. She recovered and the medical team supported her. But I remember the first thing I said was, you know, God be with us. And, and that raised that moment, you know, and, and I, and I, and I, I, I put my forehead to hers and, you know, and I said, I love you, mom. I love you, mom. I love you, mom. And, and even though her face was like rigid and I couldn't get anything, you know, for what seemed like two hours and it was really minutes, I did, you know, hear her say, love you, love you. You know, I heard that little love you um, as a whisper when she finally could. And I felt a sense of relief. It's like, okay, God came. Today is not her day to go. You know, we did we did call the ambulance and, and she did need, um, you know, medical support and intervention. But in that moment, my perception was to raise the moment to God, to surrender that moment to God, to be in a state of compassion for whatever my mother needed. And that is saving grace. That is uh, that is our saving grace. So raising your vibration can really help in the, in the dire moment. You can say, you know, swear words, but they're not positive. <laughs> and, um, you know, some people might argue, well, they make me feel good. And it's like, that's fine if that's what you've learned. But I really believe that we are in a more joyful place when we are in a space of love and compassion, open-heartedness, positivity, harmony, healing, and forgiveness. It has been wonderful to connect with you today. I love you so very much. And I want to end with a little bit of a celebration. Um, Anchor, the podcast, you know, um, that is that is the, the um, Anchor is the podcast tool that I use to broadcast. They say that my increase in listening ship went up 51%. So thank you so much for listening. They said that um, there are, there was 789 minutes recorded and there were 36 episodes this, this year that were recorded. That there were new countries, Turkey, Finland, and Switzerland listened in this year, along with many, many, many other countries. They had like, a, I can't remember how many countries are listened in, but I, I, they specifically highlighted Turkey, Finland, and Switzerland. And I'm like grateful for you if you shared this wealth of information that the angels bring through me for 
to um, your various ancestors and, and relatives and, and friends in other countries. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you, fans, for being a part of this um, journey with me. Thank you for allowing me to share the guidance and the messages that come. And today it was about raising your vibration. So I believe as a forecast for the rest of December, raise your vibration. Look at a situation and just bring yourself one little bit higher from where you are. Center yourself, pray, dance, sing, laugh, hold your family, hold your friends, hold your people, embrace your animals. Let the light coats in because it's healing for you. The morphogenic field is real. It's the allness of all that is, and we're all there connected. And it's not going to be long before we begin to realize that there's so much more available for us and um, tools that we can use, accesses to other dimensional support systems. And um, as I said, the light codes now that are coming in are helping you Let's not stay in self-sabotage or, or any kind of demise or shame. Let's raise, raise your vibration, beautiful souls. Thank you for listening. God bless you. And until next time, be well.